This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. I don't even know what day. It's a freaking Thursday. That's what it is. We're covering the shit show that is going on on the floor of the House of Representatives where Kevin McCarthy has lost 11, 11 votes. Name a Speaker of the House. Currently on the motion to adjourn. Come on, man. I didn't reset my, my drops. Adjourn means to uh, break for the day. They will adjourn until uh, noon tomorrow. John Andrew, good evening, my friend. So glad to see you. Once again, I do not. I I, I think it needs a majority plus something or other to pass. There's a betting pool on who is going to be the Speaker of the House, and Steve Scalise is in the lead right now, uh, or last time I checked. The betting odds on who is going to be the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy fell to second. I, at this point in time, I don't see how Kevin McCarthy's political career continues. But I thought that after last night. I, I, he is fighting for his political life right now. And I really, I don't understand why. I don't know what Matt Gates feels he's going to get out of this other than to just be a dick. They've had 11 votes thus far. This is a vote to adjourn. If this fails, which I do believe it's going to, we're going to have the 12th vote for speaker. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy saw a shadow this morning indicating six more weeks of voting for speaker. Six weeks would still be short of the record. Two and a half months is what it took. One Republican voted not to adjourn. Like, I'm all about it. Them being able to, to recall the speaker at any time. I I don't think it's the way you want to do party politics, and I wouldn't recommend it for the Democrats when they're in power, but if the Republicans want to do it, go for it. I'm all about it. Two eighteen would be a majority, but once again, I think it's a majority plus something. I, w- I bet the nay is Matt Gates.
as I understand it, with all the Democrats voting no, they can't pack it up for the night. With a minute left on this motion to adjourn vote, some more reporting from Capitol Hill. Max Cohen, who reports for Punchbowl News, says tons of, me tons of me members were meeting in Tom Emmer's office. He is the Republican whip. Massey, Clyde, Roy, Norman, Perry, Gosar, Bishop, Jordan, among them, all filtered out to go vote on the motion to adjourn. Roy and Perry didn't respond when I asked how negotiations were progressing. So yeah, they're they're in negotiations right now. That's why they haven't been able to vote. News reports that Lauren Boebert says she's not part of any talks over Speaker while walking out of the Capitol. <clears throat> part of any negotiations is what she told that reporter. I mean, like, I, the speaker is not a dictator. And also, the Democrats aren't Democratic. Well, it's 432. That's how many we had. Yeah, we might have one more, but let's just see. Let's do it. Very shot. Have all members-elect voted? Looked like there were two that did not. But the Republicans are down two, I do believe. Wish to change his vote or her vote? No! On this vote, the yeas are 219, the nays are 213. The motion is adopted. Oh, so it is just a majority. Until noon tomorrow. So there you have it. Adjourned until tomorrow at noon. I was hoping we'd get a 12th vote tonight. The well of the House of Representatives is clearing out after a motion to adjourn has been agreed to. The House will come back tomorrow at noon Eastern time to continue in their effort to elect a Speaker of the House. After the 11th ballot today failed to get a Speaker, they will continue tomorrow. We want to get your reaction to the opening days of the 118th. Oh shit, C-SPAN taking calls. From C-SPAN cameras in the chamber. Democrats dial in at 202-748-8921. Well, we know what we're doing. Republicans, 202-748-8921. And all others, 202-748-8922. Has it been a month since I've called in to C-SPAN? In just a minute, but joining us on the phone is Julie Grace Brufke, the Capitol Hill reporter with the Washington Examiner. Julie Grace Brufke, tell us what You're is... You're only supposed to call in once a month, and I think it's been less than a month. Oh, shit. Hold on. Not like I don't have a C-SPAN account. We're going to C-SPAN. <laughs> We're doing C-SPAN right now. Yes, I do indeed have a C-SPAN account. Because that's the kind of fuck I am.
It cuts out like every 45 minutes or so, though, when we're when we're live over here on C-SPAN's website. People that uh, that are could make a difference. So uh, Chip Roy and Dan Bishop has kind of been in charge of the negotiations on the conservative end of the Washington Examiner. Speaking to uh, Congressman Ralph Norman, he's kind of one of the original five there to kind of... Uh, Wait, isn't that like that far-right fucking bullshit outlet? Member, uh, said that there are things in the deal that he likes, so uh, if he can get kind of one of his most vocal critics to flip, that's huge for him. Who is not part of these talks? We just read a, a quote from Lauren Boebert saying she's not part of any negotiation. So of those 20, who who is not included in the in well the- i mean they're getting republican perspective so that does kind of make uh, sense Bob Bob Good, I'm, uh pretty sure that matt gates has not been in there so i, I know that chip roy has kind of been taking the lead on it and dan bishop <laughs> that's the washington uh, times kind of where things stand right now all right Joel, oh okay yeah yeah you're right i was thinking you're making a washington post joke there's too many goddamn newspapers back to reporting washington blah 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 the story continues we appreciate it thanks so much and now let's turn to all of you. Rosemary in uh, Fayette, Alabama. Fayette, Alabama. Is that right, Rosemary? Yes. Good evening to you. So what do you make of all Hi. this? Oh, this is so embarrassing. It's awful. It's a waste of taxpayer money. It's, it's just ridiculous. But this just goes to show you when you're bitter, hateful, and arrogant against others, See, the Republicans are seeing now that now they're doing that to their own <laughs> to their own people who have always been so um, hateful, evil, and arrogant with Democrats. I think they did, Mox. Now they're fighting within their own party. You See, can't live your life like that. It's supposed to be all about America and what's best for all of us. How are they going to lead and govern if they can't even elect a speaker in their own caucus? Rosemary, are you a Democrat? Yes. And what do you think of the Democratic leader in the House, Hakeem Jeffries? I like him. I think he's um, uh, dignified. I think he's fair. I think he wants to work across the aisle. Work, 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 work. And he's not going to get he's not going to get that same sentiment returned. Dwayne in Northridge, California. Dwayne, let's hear from you. Yeah, even though that on the last election that the Republicans won 222 votes. They if not right-wing, core, if not right. Utilize all those. They can vote present. That way, even Mr. Hassim or Hakim, whatever his name is. Hakeem Jeffries. Of New York. He could win to be House Speaker. All, instead of voting for Donald and Trump and all the other things, there's only one person that got it right when she voted present. That'll take the total number of the majority down to a certain number. And then whoever has the most votes, just like in our... In our yeah, we're here for that. System, whoever has the most votes wins instead of the most votes for uh, the majority of the votes, like they did in Georgia with having to do it again. All the Republicans are doing, I'm a Democrat, and all they're doing is playing around with the game of a go back, come back, Go back, come back, and the Democrats are holding firm with 212 votes. Nancy Pelosi won with 206 votes, and that wasn't the total amount of votes, but that was enough for the total amount of people who voted. It's the it's the majority of votes of the total amount of people who voted, except if you they don't vote. have to explain the process to C-SPAN. They know, right? 
just means they're there. Yep. So so, so it it the, the it only counts if you it's a majority of those that vote for someone by name. So if you're absent or present, that lowers the threshold, Dwayne. That's it. And I'm a Cal State Northridge graduate and Kevin McCarthy is Cal we call in to C-SPAN and explain the way Congress works. Us matadors want him to go away. Go to the Republicans. You can already see they don't want him, so he needs to go away. Well, who should be Speaker, Dwayne? Mr. Jeffrey. He's already won 11 times in a row. Oh, okay. Sean. I mean, that's a good point. He only he won 11 times in a row. Well, Sean, so what do you make of all this? Um, I've been watching it since the beginning. I, I, uh, a couple years ago, I started watching... Uh, the news and keeping track of everything as far as the government and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been interested in a lot of... Uh, a couple of years ago, he started keeping track of the government and all that. I noticed that one person, uh, Lauren Bowart, she seems to get really upset uh, when she doesn't get her way. And I think she keeps going back and forth different people and trying to get them to, uh, you know, kind of sway them different ways, you know what I mean, to try to get them to stop... Um, voting for McCarthy. McCarthy's been there 14 years. He's never had the yes, majority lead and be speaker. You know what I mean? So he hasn't never had the ability to have subpoena power and all that. Like he, you know what I mean? Like all the power that he would have. And they should allow him do it, to do it and take the, the deal if he messes up, they can vote him out. That's not a bad thing. Breaking news. Bobert acts like a child. It's impossible for him to, to lead because everybody's going to be nitpicking at everything that they don't get their way on. That's not right on him. That's not right to the American people. Yeah. The American people don't want to see them fighting back and forth. No, yes, yes, we do. For somebody and, and make them the leader. You don't speak for me, buddy. Well, I mean, he's done the work. Well, Sean, so, the mean, Washington Post notes... That in 2015, when Speaker John Boehner was resigning under pressure from his right flank and the GOP was struggling to find anyone who could gain the majority to re- required to succeed him, they ultimately settled on Paul Ryan. They skipped over Kevin McCarthy then in 2015. Yeah, I know. I thought that was bad, too. I just I think he I think he's really shown that he can do a lot. Uh, he's he, uh, gained more money for. Most of these people, a lot of these people that are holding out, he got them elected, basically. You know what I mean? So it's it's not right. And it's, oh, yeah, I have an article about all of the money that Kevin McCarthy's PAC gave to the people who are holding up his nomination now. First elected in 2006. This will be his ninth term in Congress. Served as minority leader from 2019 to, 20, to this most recent year. Uh, majority leader from 2013 2019. Ben in Springfield, New Jersey. Hi, Ben. Hi. Am I on the air? You, what up, Ben? You are. Go ahead. Is this me? So, I'm a Democrat. I obviously want Hakeem Jeffries as the speaker. I don't see that realistically happening. And I think with McCarthy just giving up all these concessions to these far-right lunatics like Lauren Boebert and Scott Perry and um, Dan Bishop, Freedom Caucus people the Freedom Caucus. were looking at a situation like they had over in the U.K. where Liz Truss got a vote of no confidence and she was thrown out. This is going to turn into turmoil 
the Republicans need to get their crap together. Because, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Whoops. Crap. Uh, they need to get their act together because they're they're going to end up um, just having speaker after speaker after speaker because of this motion to vacate. And and that is part of the negotiations. Is, but he is said crap, didn't he? Threshold for a motion to, to vacate. And you disagree. Well, I think that that's going to turn into uh, turmoil. Okay. Ben in New Jersey. This is the latest from Congressman Scott Perry. He didn't seem phased. Those that have been voting against Kevin McCarthy over the past few days. We're at a Reagan moment, he writes. Trust but verify. The devil is in the details and we'll take our time to ensure it's right. Not easy. One way or another, the status quo must go. Robert in Monroe, Georgia. Hey ho, the status quo has got to go. Hello. Hi, Robert. It's your turn. Hey, hey, here are you? I'm a lifelong Republican, and it what's going on is just power play between those Republicans. They want more power. I mean, there's what else can you do? Was one of them your representative? You're from Georgia. Kevin McCarthy for speaker. Yes. And why? Well, I think he he's been there the longest. He's got the most experience. As far as the people that that are that are that's not true, Hal Rogers. Trying, you can't take somebody that's a one or two term uh, person coming in there and, and try to make them run the the, the house. There's just no way. So that's it. That's all I got to say. Thanks. All right, Samantha, Lexington, Kentucky. Hi, Samantha. I think fourth the vote has been discredited. Fine, Samantha. So what do you think? Um, I think it's actually good that we're seeing uh, what people are calling division, but what I would call a healthy debate. And I don't understand why there would be um, people that would criticize that, because this is democracy in action. You like this. This is how it should work, uh, you think? I think it should. Uh, I think, we're, we, unfortunately, um, the majority rule was ancient Greece. That's not uh, the American way. We're a constitutional republic, and we should see back and forth. We should see debate and um, I we, think we are a representative democracy. People, and we do not want Kevin McCarthy. It's, it's been clear. I think it's going on 12 votes now. They just finished their 11th tomorrow when they come back. But no, the majority did want it's, Kevin McCarthy, the majority of your party. Votes. Why do you not want Kevin McCarthy to serve as Speaker of the House? Um, there's many reasons. I think he's had his chance, and uh, I don't think that people were happy with the way that he produced and uh, the way that he served before, and also it's pretty pompous to squat in the office when you're not elected. I mean, that I is like funny. That. So I also want him to support America, and so I think that our representatives should have the American flag in their pocket, not the Ukraine flag. Uh, there's many reasons. Samantha, who are some of the Republican lawmakers on Capitol Hill that you follow, watch closely? Um, I love Jim Jordan. I know he's been nominated and he doesn't want the job. Um, I also have followed Steve Scalise. Um, I'm a big fan of Matt Gates and even Lauren Boebert. Um, I would consider myself a patriot, not a Republican or a Democrat. And if I were there in Congress, I'd consider I you a fucking moron. Okay. Julie in Harvey, Louisiana. Julie, your turn. Hi, I agree 100% with Samantha from Kentucky, your last caller. I'm an independent. I'm a conservative. Um, I've think that McCarthy has sold his party down the river and America down the river. Why? What, the last, what, what did he last, do? 
with with I'm trying to say okay the last omnibus spending bill that's what and many other things that he has done that I think are bad for his party okay I don't think I think if he doesn't have the vote he needs to step away and let somebody else have it Julie listen to this reporting this is from John Bresnahan for Punchbowl News From the GOP leader, it's a quote, Kevin McCarthy, a quote from him. I'm not putting any timeline on it. We've got some progress going on. Members are talking. McCarthy insists he's not worried about motion to vacate at one member, although he strenuously opposed this before. Julie, your reaction? Um, I didn't hear everything you said. Um, The last caller said that he was squatting in the office. And that is true. He moved into the office before even being elected. He probably will be elected, but I'm all about healthy debate as well. And I think this is a good thing. And I don't I don't care if it lasts for another year, honestly. Okay, Laura, you don't know how politics even works. You don't know how the government functions. Laura. Hi, Greta. Thanks so much for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to say that, look, I'm a Democrat. I don't really have anything else to say about this mess, but a lot of my fellow Democrats have not yet said already. I just really wanted to call in and just say thank you so much to C-SPAN for your fantastic coverage. Your camera operators have been getting some fantastic shots. I'm enjoying every second of this otherwise awful experience. So thank you so much to everyone at C-SPAN. That's yeah. all I really have to say. Oh, thanks, Laura. And, and yeah, thank you, C-SPAN. C-SPAN is awesome. Have our cameras in the chamber and show you those conversations that are happening on the floor. Normally, as many of you know, those cameras in the chamber are operated by the House. They uh, Jones, good evening. have given C-SPAN the opportunity to have our cameras in the well to capture everything that's happened, this historical, been great camera historical work. moments that have happened in the U.S. House of Representatives this week. Megan in Macomb, Michigan. Hi, Megan. Thank you. Hello. How are you? Hi, Megan. Hi. Um, I'm just calling to voice my concern. This is an absolute, utter embarrassment to our democracy. And watching this unfold is exactly what those people in the Republican Party have put those people in place with their gerrymandering districts. And it is an absolute abysmal to watch this unfold on TV and have to try to explain this to students, to family members, to people that are well-educated asking questions, what is going on? And this power play to a handful of congressmen that are simply bullying people within their own fellow members is an embarrassment. It echoes the very sentiment of where our state of democracy is at right now. And you're a Republican? The Republicans, absolutely. And yes, I mean, McCarthy has already negotiated with bullies. We have five or six members that are dictating to their own party when the rest of them are trying to send a message, hey, this is who we want. It's of the sexual anarchy. So instead of trying to negotiate, you live in sexual anarchy. People who are anarchists and were put there with gerrymandered districts, why don't you come over to the other side of the table and ask those left of center Democrats what they could give to you? That's what I think McCarthy should do. 
Okay. Go to the Democrats and see what he can negotiate with them. Okay. This is an embarrassment. You're not going to negotiate with the Democrats. And yeah, go ahead. And I wanted to say thank you as well. Thank you for putting your cameras in. But we do understand that those people do believe they know where the cameras are. They're very well aware. Okay, Megan in Michigan. Jennifer Shutt with State's News reporting. Texas Chip Roy says Republicans are working and working hard to reach an agreement on working a Working hard or hardly working? That's a question about a possible agreement. Here's a quote. I don't know what a preliminary deal is. We're still having conversations. And Chip Roy, by the way, one of those 20 that have been objecting to Kevin McCarthy as speaker. Roy says, look, I've been uh, being a little coy with you guys. I'm sorry, but, you know, I can't negotiate this publicly. I just can't. This is really important stuff at a really important time. So we will wait and see what happens uh, overnight and into the morning when and until the House oh, comes back Eastern tomorrow. Rodrigo in Chicago. What's your take on this? What up, Rodrigo? Yes, I, I just want to say that this is um, emblematic of the dysfunction that's to come um, with this Republican majority. Um, and it's it's entirely um, the um, the Republicans' fault. Um, you know, this is this is a bed, a bed that they made by leveraging um, this and fueling this uh, far right fanaticism. Um, and so it's just terrible. It's not. Democratic. I believe they call this the chickens coming home to roost. Um, it, it's just this isn't what we sent uh, our representatives to do. This is just infighting for you know, political purposes um, and not for the people. Um, I mean, if they do this for a whole year, they're not they're not going to be governing. They're not going to be having committee hearings and shit. Their salaries um, for for these last few days of not doing their job, because this is the this isn't the job. It's the the task before the job. Um, And so it's just it's very sad. Kevin in Creston, Iowa. Kevin, what do you say? Uh, fuck Kevin's. Good evening. How you doing? Um, Except any Kevin that's in the chat, you're cool. Thank you for your coverage. Um, I, I just want to say that um, I, I honestly, I don't think McCarthy would make a good leader because wearing a Ukraine flag in his um, in his pocket. I mean, this is America. When when did he have a I Ukraine mean, flag in his pocket? I mean, they, they did I miss something? Thousand dollars a year. What what right wing radio host representing YouTuber said that the people they don't even come close to representing the people. Samantha from Kentucky even said it. I mean, enough is enough. I mean, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. In New Orleans, Lloyd. Good evening to you. Hi. Good evening, and again, thank you for the coverage. I, I, I first want to say this. I believe her name was Julie and Samantha. They were like the second or third callers that called in. I think that what they said was completely 100% disingenuous because basically the situation is that five people have taken the United States government hostage. That's that's first. Five? Five people have taken it upon themselves to hold the United States government hostage. Hey, Cake's got there's that. 20. There's 20. Yeah, there's 20, 21. For uh, Kevin McCarthy. Absolutely, but to get to the 218 he needs, it's those five votes. Okay. So the other 20 is political theater. Okay. The the other piece is, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the, the other piece is that... Um, that if these people really cared about the republic, five or, or uh, six 
Republicans, probably the new class, should go over to the Democrats and make Hakeem the um, the speaker because yeah. there, it's literally these five people that that, that Freedom Caucus has created no Freedom Caucus to a Republican um, speaker because all that has to happen is five people get together and five Republicans get together and say, nope, we don't want that person. We don't want them. There's not going to be a compromise. And our government stays shut down. All that right. is the political reality. All right, Lloyd. I'm going to hear from Jerry next in Yukon, Oklahoma. Hello. Um, I'm listening Hello. to all of this, and, and I need people to just step back and quit looking at one tree and look at the whole forest because there's so many things that people don't know what Kevin McCarthy has done. Um, the 20, okay, if, if they only need five to prevent him from being speaker, why is there 20? The, the 20 has done more to of transparency to America than the establishment that's in there. When you get an establishment, you get a corrupt government. As we know, when Nancy Pelosi ran the House of Representatives, she would not bring anything in good if it was Republican. It was all the Democrat agenda. Now, if Jeffries can't get it because he only got 212, but yes, there's not five Republicans that are going to let him do it because you just don't want to carry on from Nancy Pelosi. It is such a weird criticism to me. Oh, the Democrats push the Democratic agenda. I'm trying to tell Kevin McCarthy, you're not going to get it. Um, I was never going to get it, never going to get it. From Oklahoma, all of a sudden he gets one, then he gets four, then he gets seven. Okay, he's the only one gaining here. There's 66 and two-thirds percent chance. Oklahoma is the only 100% red state in the union. We have no Democrat districts in Oklahoma. That should say something. If Republicans want a good... Probably really gerrymandered. Um, you know, I, I would have taken Jordan or, or uh, Donald's, but, but look at Kevin Hearn. He's All right, a- Jerry. Uh, I'm going to leave it there, and we'll see who gets nominated tomorrow when they come in at noon Eastern. Our conversation, though, will continue tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time on The Washington. Oh, no, don't leave us now. Join us and continue with your calls, your tweets, your Facebook posts. We'll take them all tomorrow morning starting at 7 a.m. No. Why wouldn't you go till the top of the hour? These television companies and more, including... Broadband is a force for empowerment. That's why Charter has invested billions. Building technology, empowering opportunity. That means I've actually got to do work. Well, there's something I need to talk about, I guess. Chainsaw, I'm glad you're here for this. Oh boy, I didn't I didn't really want to have to weigh into this one, but I guess I got to. Let me pull this up. Once again, I I thought we were going well, one I've been I've been with you guys for the the battle for Speaker of the House all fucking day, so I haven't really had a chance to put together a stream. But as always, I do have uh, shit that I was working on and stories that I've saved, so we can do a hodgepodge of a show. But there's been a whole conversation going on on 
Twitter in the wake of the Andrew Tate arrest, the the idea of online uh, self-help gurus like Jordan Peterson. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. And there's been... Uh, I don't know how to set this up. The idea that leftists need to speak to disaffected young men. I think that's kind of what I do here on this show. That's the reason why I'm crass. That's why I'm a fucking asshole. I'm trying to appeal to, and my, my analytics tell me it's the opposite. I'm actually drawing an audience that is older and tends to be a Gen Xer, but hey, hey, it is what it is. But Vosh went on with the Young Turks last night to talk about this subject. He had a tweet that a lot of people shared out. I think I've got a unique perspective on this. By healthcare company Cigna indicating that men are the loneliest generation. In fact, 18 to 24 year olds are lacking friends, intimate partners, they're feeling increasingly alienated from society. And when you look at statistics in regard to their education, whether or not they're working, more and more of this data reinforces that there is something awry. And addressing it doesn't mean that you turn your back on issues pertaining to women, But it does mean that we should be focused on what it is in society that is leading to this epidemic, what the left can do to offer solutions, and how we can basically fight back against the more nefarious figures who have filled the void that you know men are struggling with. Well, the first thing is like the whole self-help thing. You know, I had this conversation with uh, Sir Warmups, and he was like, well, if if Jordan Peterson is providing, you know, help to these people, I'm like, what help is he providing? You know, the, the best self-help book is How to Win Friends and Influence People. And all, all the other self-help gurus are just kind of ripping it off. I don't... What does leftist content that speaks to disaffected youth look like? And I guess my biggest critique is if if Vosh feels like that niche needs to be filled, isn't Vosh a prime candidate to fill that niche? People like Jordan Peterson and what have you. Now recently, uh, Vosh, who's a popular streamer, had tweeted this thread that I think is really, really important to address. He writes, This is the thread I was referring to. How important it is to understand that 12-year-old white boys on Twitch are not being pulled into fascism because of some Machiavellian desire to preserve and expand their privileges. It's because the right talks to them and the left doesn't. I He had me in the first half, I'm not going to lie. Yes, I agree that they are not being pulled into fascism because of some Machiavellian desire to preserve and expand their privileges. That's true. As for the right talking to them, and the left doesn't. Vosh and the Young Turks 
are two of the biggest leftist content creators on the platform. So isn't this an indictment of of them? What is the who are you throwing the blame on here? He continues to argue that leftists Bosch has been nothing but cool with me. No idea how unnecessarily repellent they come off to so many people and they get angry at the idea of being a more effective social movement because they don't want to share their social spaces with people who might have gone another way. But the uh, criticism for leftists continue. And to be honest, I agree with a lot of what Vosh says here. He says leftists will write master's uh, uh, theses on the effect of socioeconomic conditions on crime and then shrug when 10 million young, more young men fall into fascism because their boy brains must just be innately fascist and they choose to be evil. And there's no way this could have been prevented. Well, see, I feel like that's a straw man. That's, I that's... make sure you guys get a, a full look at what he's thinking here. This is always a good topic to feel smug over because the replies and quote tweets are saturated with people who literally think, quote, we should care about men's problems and offer them advice is a dog whistle for we should build a fourth Reich uh, thus, See, I don't feel I don't feel that's now, fair at all. About this is the man behind the Twitter thread, Vosh, and I want to thank you, Vosh, for taking some time to talk to us about this today. Oh, it's an absolute delight. Uh, don't mind the cam, by the way. Like young men, my uh, camera encoder is alienated. Uh, just in this case, from Skype. Um, <laughs> it is. A, it's yeah. a pleasure to talk with you about this. So this is something that I've been thinking about a lot because I've been just noticing it in the community around me, you know, just like the loneliness and how atomized men are. And I don't see it as, you know, addressing it isn't, in my opinion, a right wing perspective or a right wing task. I think that there are issues that the left would do a far better job in addressing as opposed to more nefarious right wing figures like let's say Andrew Tate or Jordan Peterson. So before we get to all of that, what the potential solutions could be, talk to me about what you see, what you think the problem is right now with young men feeling alienated in the United States. Capitalism. Well, I think a lot of it comes down to something leftists tend to be more comfortable talking about, which is toxic masculinity. You know, mm-hmm. uh, male loneliness is often an emergent property of toxic masculinity, which is, by the way, nobody likes this term, right? The right gets really upset when you say toxic masculinity because it sounds like you're upset with masculinity in general, and it's a really vague term. So let's just say, I think a lot of guys. Uh, can be kind of antisocial because they're taught that sort of independence is a masculine virtue. They're taught that uh, you know there's value in keeping your feelings bottled up. Now, uh, obviously, it's pretty harmful. It makes people feel kind of lonely. It makes them bad at reaching out to others, connecting, sharing their interests, building friendships. I think it's one of the reasons why guys tend to view dating as sort of adversarial because they don't think of like a, a woman as like, oh, you know, well. Maybe we'll just get along on some shared interests. Maybe we'll have something in common. They think of it as this like a mating battle, which you know I don't think it has to be. Um, and as a product of that, a lot of guys feel like they have no social inroads and they're kind of drifting through life without connections to people. It really sucks. And the left could. I would say that's a problem that is 100% exacerbated by the capitalistic incentive. You go to school and, you know, you, you, you schooling is still built around, you know, factory work, the compartmentalized uh, uh, subjects, 
the bell ringing at certain times is to condition you for factory work. And on top of that, like, you know, you, you're going to a job that you feel no purpose in. And especially, I'm, I'm sure it's, a, it's an issue with males trying to find a job that gives them purpose. Because a male is more likely to be drawn to a job that is more using your, your brute force. You, where I'm from, you know, you might be drawn to the coal mines. And maybe you don't feel as much of a sense of purpose with that kind of job. Though the coal mines have done a good job of propagandizing to make you feel like you're doing something to to keep America running, keep the lights on and all that shit. But there's a lot of, you know, people working these jobs that they feel stranded, meaningless. There's no hope of, of advancement. And uh, I, I, I totally think that's the way we have structured society. You know, use that as an opportunity to maybe improve some people's lives, introduce them to some other ideas. So just full disclosure, you know, when the statistics first started coming out and they focused primarily on the lack of intimate partners, to be fair and and completely honest with the audience, I was definitely more dismissive. But then when you see the other statistics, including the lack of friends, um, workforce participation for prime working age men between the ages of 25 and 55 has actually decreased significantly and specifically in the United States. And so, you know, there But is there a lurking variable there with like gig work and shit? Because of video games. Well, all of these technologies How do we count that? in other countries and they're not experiencing uh, the same decline in workforce participation. In fact, to give you a specific number from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, about 7 million prime working age men are not working and they're not looking for work. Um, they're also self-medicating quite a bit. Uh, a, a huge portion of them have I'm reported with that. taking painkillers daily, deaths of despair are very prominent uh, and pronounced among the male population versus the female. And that population. has to do because they have more uh, uh, issues. Uh, in fact, I'm not I'm not sure about suicide attempts, but uh, that, males are more uh, likely to succeed to because they're more likely to use a gun. Working age men, we have a 1937 economy. Okay, and uh, again, this is not happening at, uh, at in other rich developed countries, right? So. There is a crisis happening, and I'm Ooh, because they have social safety nets. Right, the right wing will say oh, it's feminism. It's because uh, women don't want to stay at home and raise kids. They want to be independent. They don't want to enter, you know, romantic partnerships. Blah blah blah. I'm, I don't buy that for a second. I do agree that some of the rhetoric is a problem. You know, statements about toxic masculinity, a lot of generalizing about people. I also think that there's a misconception that. This is an issue that predominantly impacts white males, but that's actually not the case. The The largest population that this impacts is actually black men in America. And so this is a huge problem. And what do you think we need to say or, or frame or how can we frame Ooh, this? I don't think the radicalization so is a big because we're talking about radicalization, you know, right? By online influencers. Ensure that every community is looked after, that everyone feels that you know they're living a happy, prosperous life. It's it's a tough sell. You know, people feel these issues in their gut. When we talk about the kinds of things that drive people out to vote or even to throw revolutions, we're usually talking about very basic 
gut level problems that political analysis gets added to. You know, uh, For a long time in this country and many others, anti-immigration sentiment has been built on the anxiety of working class people who feel their jobs are threatened by immigrants. Often the data doesn't bear that out, but it's their fear that's used as a catalyst to push those politics. The anxiety, the loneliness of young men, this has historically been used as catalysts for well, I mean, basically everything from the Bolsheviks in Russia to the brown shirts in Germany. It's just a large and often unaddressed demographic. This isn't a competition thing. We're not talking about giving up on feminist analysis or, 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 or saying it's like, oh, well, actually men have it worse than women. Right? It's not about that. It's just you want to reach out to people where they are. And mm -hmm. to start that process you know, with a lot of young guys, I think it would help if lefties were willing to acknowledge the sort of natural conclusion of toxic masculinity as like a, a a mode of social analysis, which is if men are socialized in certain ways and treated in certain ways socially, it necessarily follows they must have specific problems. And if those problems are the product of social systems that are out of their control, um, I don't know why we wouldn't apply the same basic sociological lens of analysis to that as we would with literally anything else. Patriarchy, racism, transphobia, no individual has control over these systems. And we try to interweave analysis with our compassion for and respect for the individual problems people have. We do this all the time with other. But this isn't like a, this isn't like a mechanism that we control though, right? Because a lot of these ideals are getting passed down through, uh, these traditional family values, right? The you know the man's got to be strong, and the man's got to take care of uh, the woman, and the woman is subservient. So, like, is it the only social structure I can think of that promotes something like that? Is a is a is a church? So I mean, like, dude, like, I I I just I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what Vosh is wanting. Like I'm, I'm open here because, like, like am I, am I one of the content creators that should be appealing to young people? And what do I do? How do, how do I appeal to them? Their issues, and to an extent, we do it with men. But I feel like we lean off that a little bit, maybe because men's rights as like a sort of a, a nominative thing, you know, like how it's referred to usually mm -hmm. refers to misogynist or incel communities online. So it's like, oh, well, men's rights, you, you actually mean like this or that. Well, leaving aside the baggage, right? You can call it what you want, men's advocacy, whatever, just common decency, it's still worth pursuing. Yeah, I think how do I read these kids? Men's, rights, uh, men's rights activists, it does unfortunately make one recall some of the most unsavory individuals imaginable, right? Some okay, so what are what are the topics that I'm supposed to talk about? I'm like thinking about that group when it comes to this particular issue, uh, because I don't I don't think this is about male entitlement. I don't think this is about men feeling or or fighting for a system in which men get to feel entitled to certain things in society, including you know certain sexual acts, whatever it is. This is really about making sure that people don't feel lonely feel that they have purpose in life. That's the other thing. An increasing number of young men feel like they have no purpose in life. And I think 
that it has to do with the fact okay well if, if if young men feel like they have no purpose in life that's not any business of mine as a content creator this isn't about like the left missing an opportunity to speak to somebody that doesn't that doesn't make any sense if that's what the the issue is that's a that's a much deeper problem in society that for the longest time they were conditioned to believe that they are supposed to be the breadwinner in a family and when they are lacking this educational attainment necessary to get uh, the kind of career that makes the kind of money that makes them feel like the breadwinner well then it makes them feel like they're not really worth anything. I see a lot of that going on as well. Uh, when you look at the number of college educated men, that has declined significantly. And so some of the solutions that I've heard from- Lurking variable again, when the, the number of college educated men declined because of the cost of college has become more unattainable. It's not, be, it's not because like, you know, men are turning away from college do take this seriously on the left is that hey there's a lack of male role models in you know the public education system there's a huge disparity between female and male educators in the public school system uh, curious what you think about that yeah no i i agree it is i do think it's unfortunate that we consider education such like a, a like a feminized profession not cuz there's anything wrong with female teachers or whatever but obviously people take a lot from their education and any significant disparity in representation is going to reflect some kind of social value um so i mean we can see the need for this reflected in the fact that the like two of the largest breakout conservative figures in the past 5 years respectively jordan peterson and andrew tate both became powerful in exactly the same way that is to say they posh we'll bigotry misogyny they were they were figures that said outlandish things for clicks that's they exploited the algorithm in just the right time at just the right place. And his are like Jordan Peterson couldn't have existed in the 90s. Pastured as like self-help gurus for young men who felt like they'd been failed by society and left no options to better themselves otherwise. Now, the prescriptions those two offer are garbage and completely irredeemable. Uh, you know, I think Jordan Peterson said you should clean your room. You can do that, but apart from that, don't listen. Um, but it shows what people are going for, right? And frankly, you know, it doesn't take a lot of internet sleuthing to find out that a lot of people are feeling really listless these days. Mm -hmm. You have to give people identities and aspirations. I see a lot of this discussion with young women. One of the discourse bits that always comes up, it's, um, how do you be a good feminist, but also like, what about this feminine wiles thing, right? Or, or like, how do I balance my progressive attitudes on gender with this, that, the other attitude I have on, on, on you know, what it means to be a woman. It's an interesting topic. I have no skin in the game. Good luck, right? I don't know how often that gets resolved in left spaces with guys, because it is a good question. How do you resolve, you know, progressivism with like, well, being a masculine guy? A lot of women you might want to date kind of do like manly guys, at least some of them, right? Um, but you know, what well, does it mean? To be there's there's not a there's not you know, two things that are at odds there. Peterson. Just having the conversation might get a lot of folks invested, or they might understand that the left is interested in these issues beyond a sort of like token, like surface level political skim where they're trying to get people mm. off the top. Compassion. Yeah, compassion is the right word, I think. And you know. You got a lot of backlash for talking about this. And you know, you might tweet about it, but where I've 
heard you actually talk about this issue at length is uh, on your streams. And I think you're thoughtful in the way and you I am not watching issue. his hour-long stream that he said everybody... Oh, you're just a secret right-winger. In interpreted wrong. Right? It's Yeah, it's been known to happen. I know. What's behind that? Because I feel like that is what most of, at least the online left, I, I don't know if I can say that about the left in general. They seem to spend a lot of time going after one of their own who might have some ideas that are a little different or might have concerns that are a little different from their own. Well, the, the gatekeeping tendencies of the left are how you know you're a leftist, right? If you're a good leftist, the people you hate most should be other lefties. It's the only way to know. I'm a great um, leftist then. Yeah, we're, we're phenomenal. That's that, uh, uh, that Willie joke I from kind of like, I don't, The Simpsons. I don't know if we use the term or maybe use it lightly, the term trauma. But I feel like after the past decade of online discourse, people are very sensitive, especially on the left. People are very sensitive to the idea that we need to treat men better. Not necessarily because they disagree with the idea of treating men better. That seems like a nice thing to do broadly. I would hope a lot of people would agree with that. But rather because we need to treat men better has often been couched in this very ideologically loaded um, set of policy and social prescriptions that usually have to do with undoing the gains of feminism or mm -hmm. at the very least negating the harms that women experience socially because of um, well, you know, the, the patriarchy or inequality. I fully sympathize with the sensitivity. I mean, I've been online for a while. I see how the discourse tends to go. But we have to be strong enough to understand when a dog whistle isn't a dog whistle, when it's just a term. I would hope that a lot of lefties could understand you may have an aversion to the capital M, capital R men's rights movement, a justified one. But mm -hmm. to the outside, when you seem to be taking a stance against the concept of men's rights, people who aren't as familiar with the context of that discourse might interpret that as you literally politically being opposed to like men doing all right, which doesn't. That's an interesting point. Probably the most salient thing he said the whole video. Huh? So yeah, say you've got a 16 year old kid. He doesn't know all of the, uh, the things loaded in the term men's rights, the baggage that comes with that term. To see somebody so adamantly against it because they've experienced the online discourse around the term, the phrase, You could be forgiven for thinking, oh, well, they're they're against the, the idea of men doing okay overall. But however, like, it's just a, not a charitable reading on the other side. Like, you have to kind of want to believe that. <sighs> what feminist agenda... I don't, I, when people say feminist agenda, I don't know what they mean. Like just women being treated equally. Because if that's the feminist agenda, then I don't think there's some nefarious group trying to take over the world and, you know, because they're women. That's not a thing that happens. 
doesn't do great for them recruitment numbers. We could really use those. Things in the country aren't going great right now. And bereaved masculinity is basically the, the front line. It's the bulwark of you know the fascist movement that's growing in this country. Steve Bannon was specifically recruiting from incel forums. Uh, those Andrew Tate 12 year old TikTok flossing tweens or whatever are not going to grow up to vote for Biden in you know when he's 105 years old. Uh, there is a trend that's happening right now. There mm -hmm. is a group of people looking for answers and that's young men who do feel listless and you can watch them be pulled away by a multi-million dollar effort from the right to appeal to their insecurities. There, that's, yes, that's it. it. And to me, there is an obvious right answer here. There is a multi-million dollar machine of propaganda on the right that makes content to appeal to bigotry and misogyny and it's easy. So right to to blame your problems on you know women or the gays or or a drag queen story hour like that's just it's an easy way out it's an easy solution to the complex problems we face as a society because it's hard to dismantle the system of capitalism it's hard to even put your finger on exactly uh, what the issue is if you if you don't have at least some semblance of, of theory. So bigotry, misogyny, easy ways out, easy thing to turn to. And if you have millions, if not billions of dollars, given all the different right wing outlets, put, putting out this content from the Ben Shapiro's, the Steven Crowder's, the Dennis Prager's, the, Liska, the, the Dan Bongino's, the Jocko Willenick's, you can go on and on and on. Even people my size are getting funding that don't unfriend me fucking podcast that I had the feud with like two years ago. That motherfucker gets all kinds of funding from the right and he's a macho gun loving blah blah blah. But there's money in that, right? There's money to be made off of gullible people. <laughs> That's another thing that goes hand in hand with it, you know. These people are susceptible to grifters. Vosh, supposedly you are one of the best communicators on the internet. So if you think that leftist content creators don't appeal to young disaffected youth, that's kind of on you, TYT, same difference. You're kind of pointing a finger at, at who? There is no... There's no multi-million dollar machine on the right or on the left pumping out content. So who exa who exactly fills this void is what I want to know. It's weird for me to see a piece from from DYT and Vosh and they're pointing like somebody needs to talk to these kids. You're the, you two have the resources. You, you, you guys, Mr. Rogers, this, we need a new Mr. Rogers. That's for fucking sure. So I'm not like, I like, I don't have beef with Vosh over what he had to say on there, but like, shouldn't that be your lane, buddy? <laughs> Aren't you the one that has the time to devote to that? I, I'm not going to shit on TYT. I may, I may try to get a job there. 
But like, I, you know, if, if I was to get a job there, I would hope that I would be listened to in terms of content. Would like some input. I think John Iderola does a really good job. I'm a big fan of him. I watch, I watch his streams sometimes. If I catch him live, uh, I'll watch him. But I guess I guess that's my biggest critique is okay, Young Turks, Vosh. You think somebody needs to speak to disaffected youth? Cool, do it. Or if you if you want somebody else to do it, help me out. Give me money. Money me now. And I'll do it for you. Simple. I guess I still don't know what it looks like. I still don't know what that content looks like. Exactly. Justin speaks to the disaffected middle-aged. Justin's audience skews older. Skews older, but I assume uh, has a tech bias, right? So you guys were probably on the forums in the early days of the internet. That's how you made it over here onto Twitch. Holy shit. I was on crack. Right. <laughs> Rob, you are correct. Michael Brooks would have been a good candidate to do exactly that. And he he was he was into the he was into like the like yoga and uh I think he worked out and shit. So like he, yeah. You make a very good point. And that's another reason why I know there's no God. Michael Brooks is dead. And then Lula gets elected. Holy shit. Telnet, homies. Oh, okay. What else I got? What else I got for you guys? Ooh, speaking of uh, speaking of the guys that appeal to the young men, the young disaffected men, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan would fall into that category, wouldn't he? So Joe Rogan says he doesn't fall for bullshit here. One of them. If I wasn't doing this fucking podcast, okay? If I was just uh, a regular comedian and I that's what I did for a living and I didn't pay much attention to alternative media and podcasts that were discussing this and people like Peter, Peter McCullough or Robert Malone or all these people that were sounding the alarm, if I was one of those people that didn't have the access to these kind of conversations, I would not have a nuanced perspective. And if I had gotten vaccinated and other people didn't, I would be like, fuck those people. I would be just like people I know who I used to be friends with who now hate. No, no, I think it's the other way around. The fact that you didn't get vaccinated, like you're, you're too far in. It's the sunken cost fallacy. You can't admit that you were wrong now, even though I can show you from you from 2020 talking about how great vaccinations are. Hate me and are angry at me and talk shit about me online. And I forgive them. Because I would have been like them if I didn't have the access to the kind of conversations that I've had, if I didn't have the kind of mindset that I have. 
the, the, my personality. Well, we don't do politics on Friday, Chainsaw. Bullshit. When bullshit hits me, I go, oh, I know what this is. I grew up without a dad, okay? I don't uh, trust people. I, I, I think there's a lot of bullshit in the world. You know, I've had people try. Buddy, I grew up with a dad and I don't trust people. My dad was one of the least trustworthy people I ever met. <laughs> sir, 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 my dad stole drugs from me so many times. One time I was driving down the road, I told my buddy Jason, I was like, Hey, there is a there is a joint and there is a Laura tab in that in that glove box right there. Get those out. He goes in to get like, no, no, there is nothing in this glove box. There's no drugs of any sort. My dad fucking stole that shit from me. My dad stole shit off of one of my friends one time. My dad stole shit off of my pot. I couldn't go back to my pot dealer. My dad stole like a fucking, uh, like a pound or something off of him. I grew up without a dad. I don't trust people. No, motherfucker. If you grew up with my dad, you wouldn't trust people. I didn't have the kind of mindset that I have, that, that my personality that is just immune. You couldn't share with my dad, Mox. So, like, when I... I wasn't I wasn't even like into pills. I wasn't doing pills. It was very early on. Some girl I was I was seeing had given me a pill, like a Lortab seven point five or a ten or something, and I'd put it in my cigarette pack. This was like I was nineteen. And I come I'm coming home at like four o'clock in the morning and my dad is like in his truck warming it up, getting ready to go to work. And I like I, I was like here you go old man and I threw him the the cigarette pack that had the pill down in it and he opens it up and he's like is that all you got because that was my dad that was my dad there was no sharing there was no sharing with that motherfucker we all we all chipped in on some coke one time that motherfucker was lining out lines that were three times as big as everybody else. <laughs> the old man the old man was a was a different kind of beast into bullshit when bullshit hits me i go oh i know what this is i grew up without a dad okay i don't uh, trust people I, I i think there's a lot of bullshit in the world you know i've had people the way you said that was funny me. i've been in dangerous situations i know people can be sketchy there's sketchy fucking people out there in the world and the people that haven't experienced that and don't have that that perspective, you named off the sketchy people, like Peter McAuliffe and the 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 fucking the other right wing lunatics. By the way, he was talking to Brett Weinstein. Speaking of sketchy people, are living in and kind of aren't living in is a virtual reality. And when you and I have the experience of going and looking at somebody's, what was that Jamiroquai song? Virtual reality. Underrated band. The Matrix, which we kind I of... I must have did a really bad job at singing it because I got booed from Curiouser. Virtual reality. And when you and I have the experience of going and looking at... Or, or perhaps, perhaps she's booing Brett Weinstein. Yeah, she's... she's <laughs> Virtual insanity. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I fucked it up. <laughs> I think she's singing it out there now. And also booing Britt Weinstein. Living in and kind of aren't living in 
is a virtual reality. And when you and I have the experience of going and looking at somebody's Twitter page and it's like they literally live on a different planet where up is down, that's because they're experiencing a kind of virtual reality that is not the same one that we're plugged into. And I think, you know, you and I are struggling. I will agree with that. Plugged into virtual reality. We're trying to retain a grip on actual reality, which is hard as hell in this era. But there are those who have you know, surrendered to the matrix the way, uh, we, we ended with the 11th vote, right? Mm. They would just rather, now we're talking about the matrix, you know, not struggle against it because what are they going to do? The matrix <laughs> all the way up to more votes tomorrow, violently ejected out of my home tribe, right? The left. Exactly. The he's li- he's the one living in the upside down world themselves on the right. And I found a tremendous amount of, goodness over there people who who share values that i recognize from home right but what i admire is that you still home sweet home see i'm seeing way too much tonight for values that i recognize from home right but what i tonight tonight i'm on my way admire is that you still are the same person you haven't. Uh, there's a few of us that have been ideologically captured by the other. He's got their Paul mob. Change their opinion on, on so many things and done a complete 180. And it's audience capture, right? They're captured by these new people that have sort of embraced them, and they've completely changed their political philosophies and their social philosophies, and they've sort of abandoned a lot of the things that they grew up with. This is projection. More or less, violently ejected out of my. Did you guys hear that? The dude who got really popular on YouTube is talking about other people being influenced. Home tribe, right? Hildebeest, good evening. Was embraced by many people who call themselves on the right, and I found a tremendous amount of goodness over there. People who. On the right. Values that I recognize from home, right? But what I admire is that you still are the same person. You haven't, uh, there's a few of us that have been ideologically captured by the other tribe and they embrace it and then change their opinion on on so many things and done a a complete 180 and it's audience capture, right? They're captured by these new people that have sort of embraced them and they've completely changed their political philosophies and their social philosophies. And they've sort of abandoned a lot of the things that they grew up with. I, I don't... Can I show you guys something? Hold on, hold on. I need to show you guys a video. Dude's talking about flip-flopping over here. I need to show you something. I wasn't expecting to play this tonight. Guts to guts to go into the archives for it. Why'd you do that for me? Clinically, clinically, so 
Uh, talk about flip-flopping on, on views that you hold. And you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I, I go, no. no. Are you healthy? Are you this healthy? is Joe Rogan in 2021. But you should take care of yourself. You yeah. should, if you're if you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, and like, I don't think you need to worry about this. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. But there's a uh, lot of jobs that will tell you you need to have this. Well, that's what's but starting to happen. Now. Wor people are worried about them doing it for their children, and we talked about this earlier. Yeah. That the, 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 that you might have to have your your children vaccinated, and you know I can tell you as someone who's both both my children got the va the the virus, it was nothing. I mean, I hate to say that if someone's children died from this, I'm very sorry that that happened. I'm not, I'm not in any way diminishing that. But I'm saying the personal experience that my children had with COVID was nothing. We need to just have straight. This talk. is Don't him with the leading like the virologist in the country. Really mad at you if I thought you were a hurricane forecaster and you knew this was coming, but you kept telling me, "Oh, it's low risk. Don't worry about it." Right. Yeah. Once it hit. Yeah. So that's what we need to do today: is just say this is going to be challenging. And we're going to get through it, though. We are going to get through it. I hope this wakes people up to the value of vaccines, too. There's so many wackos out there that think that vaccines are, you know, a scam or they're dangerous or it's there. There's so many people out there that won't vaccinate their children. I know. And that's one. You know, one of your best shows you ever did was Peter Hotels. Yes, He's a dear friend of mine. Guy. He's a I do, too. He's a dear friend of mine, as you. And, you know, he is one of the champions out there on this very issue. Yes. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's really an important point that, you know, we got to get this idea. These vaccines can be life saving. If we had one right now, think how different. The situation would be in the world right now. Thank you for what you do say about vaccines. I do People not want strawberry and cheesecake moonshine. Thank you, though, curious. There's so many crazy voices out there right now so that are so are paranoid. And yeah. I'm sure it's good, though. And they want it all to be a conspiracy. There's been an amazing medical innovation in, in human culture, and that's vaccines. You've been saying lame a lot. Lame. But that motherfucker talking about flip-flopping on shit you believe. Uh, once again, hodgepodge, hodgepodge here. Let's talk about the fact that The map for the Senate getting a little interesting here with a Democratic senator announcing her uh, retirement. Wild music playing there. Stabbing out to retire, creating GOP pickup opportunity in Michigan. Senator Debbie Stabenow, the chairwoman of the Democratic Policy and Communications Committee and a close ally of Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer, announced on Thursday that she is not running for re-election in 2024. The announcement is a blow to Democrats' hopes of keeping the Senate majority in 2025 as they face a tough Senate map this cycle. Inspired by a new generation of leaders, I've decided to pass the torch in the U.S. Senate. I am announcing today that I will not seek re-election and will leave the U.S. Senate at the end of my term on January 3rd, 2025. Stabenow, the chairwoman of the Senate Agriculture, Agriculture Committee, says she will focus on passing the Farm Bill, which provides hundreds of billions of dollars in support to agriculture during the 118th Congress, which may not ever get sworn in. It's possible it doesn't even get sworn in. 
What that news be doing? Ooh, ooh, you want to check in with Trumpy boy? God damn, this is four minutes long. We ain't watching all this shit. New announcement from the Trump 2024 campaign. Fentanyl, heroin, meth, and other lethal drugs are... That's everything that Don Jr. is on right now. Please help me. I need an intervention for Donnie boy. Pouring across our wide open border, stealing hundreds of thousands of beautiful American lives. And it's happening like never before in our history. Children are being left without parents. Families are being ripped apart. Communities are being desperate. Looks blotchy. Our neighbors and fellow citizens are having their entire worlds destroyed. Or is he shiny? What is, what's going on over here? Our country is being poisoned from... It's a gaping border. ...and by all of the other crime that's You live in place. sexual anarchy. The drug cartels are waging war in America. And it's now time for America to wage war on the cartels. That, you don't do that. You don't Joe do that. Mm. ...decided against the United States and with the cartels. They are making more money... That's a video no-no. made before times 10. There's never been anything like it. They're major, major companies. They're bigger than even some of our biggest companies. Biden's open border policies are a deadly betrayal of our nation. When I am president, it will be the policy of the United States to take down... The oh, he's on something legal. Just as we took down ISIS and the ISIS caliphate, and just as unlike the situation we're in today, we had a very, very strong border, the strongest border, I... in fact, in the history of our country. The White Dragon? Drugs were at a low of 45 years. There's been nothing like what we did just two years ago. We will show no mercy on the cartels. Every day, drug traffickers are using the waters of our region to ship their lethal poisons to America, killing so many of our people. So many. families. In addition to restoring strong border security, I will deploy all necessary military assets, including the U.S. Navy, to impose the full naval embargo on the cartels. I did that before, and it worked. What we did was incredible. We will guarantee that the waters of the Western Hemisphere are not used to traffic illicit drugs to our country. Furthermore, I will order the Department of Defense to make appropriate use of special forces, cyber warfare, and... You got, you got to cancel Justin emote. ...to inflict maximum damage on... He should have taken this shit before he filmed this. ...and operations. I will designate the major cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. We will sever their access to global... Why would you, why would you designate the tourists? I will also work to forge an unprecedented partnership with neighboring governments in our region. Dumb, his eyelids do look weird. Mexico. And remember, in Mexico alone, an estimated 100,000... Has he had some kind of a stroke? This side of his face looks a little weird. Like a mild stroke or something? Curious, are you still here? We need medical. We, we need a medical assessment. Ah, Botox. That makes more sense. Thousand civilians have been tragically murdered or gone missing. Murdered or... These cartels. <laughs> the Mexican government run by a very fine man. Okay, he could be holding a bag of deuce. Really working hard. But They're it's hardly working. Out. These cartels are vicious and they're violent. 
and they have Mexico for now stymied. But well, we have to help Mexico, and we have Murder to. Murder was the case they gave me. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace. This <laughs> doesn't make up for his bad hair. Every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. I'm glad everybody thinks his teeth look good. I will ask Congress to pass legislation ensuring that drug smugglers and human traffickers receive the death penalty. The drug cartels and their allies in the Biden administration have the blood of... It's possible. It's possible they're dangerous. Millions and millions of families and people are being destroyed. When I'm back in the White House, the drug king... That ain't ever happening. ...traffickers will never sleep soundly again. We did it once, and we did it better than anybody else. There's never been a better border than we had just two years ago. It was strong, it was powerful, and it was respected all over the world. And now we're laughed at all over the world. Is it not spray tan? happen much longer. We have to take over, we have to be tough, we have to be smart, we have to be fair. Oh, they're all veneers and crowns. That makes perfect sense, too. Our country is gone. That's what I wanted to do. Send money now. Money me. Money me now. Do I still have that? I'll play it, goddammit. Uh, in my downloads. Send money now. Money me. Money now. I download so much shit. It's so far. No, I must have. I must have cleaned out my folder. I don't have it. I do have uh, Batman saying this town needs an enema. Me needing money a lot now. Oh, that's not it. No, we don't want more Trump. No. No one said we wanted more Trump. No one asked for you right now. I can't. Give me money. Money me. Money now. Me a money needing a lot now. That was Charlie's line. Yeah. Me money needing a lot now. Just remember that. There's a lot of trouble for me to go to for not much payoff. What else I got here? I don't want any more Anna Kasparian tonight. We did the... <sighs> okay, content warning. I have a feeling they're going to do some transphobia. I 
I got a lot of I got a lot of mixed reviews about the uh, Zelensky video I did that had the money me money a lot now. If you knew who you were in the scope of things, if you spent like 20 minutes staring up at night on a cloudless night and looking at the stars, I mean, you know, I'm not sure you would achieve enlightenment, but you would achieve perspective. And you would recognize your place in the cosmos, which is infinitesimally small and totally forgettable in the scope of things. Like, you're nothing. And that's just true. I mean, we don't want it to be true, but it is true. And so knowing that, you probably wouldn't imagine, you probably wouldn't convince yourself you could restore permanent peace to the world by putting a fake democracy in Iraq, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that you couldn't, you know, affecting regime change in Russia would fix everything. Buddy, you, you, know, you supported Iraq. Power as a person. And I was there. Scale back your ambitions a little bit, consistent with your abilities, which is pretty limited, actually. <laughs> the same people that wanted to bomb Baghdad now want to blitzkrieg a female's body to change their nature from female <laughs> to male. It's the same thing. <laughs> we are the George W. Bush administration was some leftist Marxist plot. They're the same people that are now doing gender affirmative affirmative surgery. What the fuck are they smoking? I want some enlightenment but you would achieve perspective and you would recognize your place in the cosmos which is infinitesimally small and totally forgettable in the scope of things like you're nothing and that's just true i mean we don't want it to be true but it is true and so knowing that you probably wouldn't and how in the fuck did he get from that this like profound your place in the universe where we're just a small speck how do you get from that to the people who bombed Iraq want to cut off your kid's genitalia? What the fuck? So, knowing that, you probably wouldn't... Ging ginger affirming. ...convince yourself you could restore permanent peace to the world by putting a fake democracy in Iraq, etc., etc., etc. That you couldn't, you know, affecting regime change in Russia would fix everything. You would know there are limits to your predictive power as a person. And maybe you should scale back your ambitions a little bit, consistent with your abilities, which is pretty limited, actually. <laughs> the same people that wanted to bomb Baghdad now want to blitzkrieg a female's body to change their nature from female <laughs> to male. It's the same thing. <laughs> we are going to impose our will on what is to what we think. 100% we're in charge. Is Donald Rumsfeld somewhere doing doing uh, uh, vaginoplasies or whatever they're called? Is this something that's going on that I wasn't aware of? We got Colin Powell as the is the lead surgeon at Boston Children's Hospital now or some shit. What are these chuckle fucks talking about? And once again, Tucker was in favor of Iraq. Charge of nature. Yes. And I, I you know, on one level I find it kind of kind of poignant, sort of sad almost, like, no, I'm in charge. Really? Can you forestall your own death for 20 years? No, you can't. You can't even cure baldness, dude. Shut up. You have no power, actually. And by you, I mean up to and including the President of the United States or anyone else who thinks he's God. You know, you actually don't have that much power. And again, that's not like my opinion.
And it's not even my wish. I wish people had more power to change the course of human events and to change nature, but they don't have any power actually. So it's a question of whether you're going to acknowledge reality or not. And we're just all a lot better off when you do, I think. Well, that was something. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? I'm I'm fucking dumbfounded. Tucker and Charlie made less sense to me than they usually make. Like most of the time I can interpret what they mean, I think. I'm I don't know. Oh no. I might have to pack it up after that one. Oh, let's the the um I played this video the other night. I don't know if it was this one. But we did it. We did this story. I think I played a local news hit. So this is this is the video of the actual rescue, the Tesla that fell 250 feet off a cliff. But this this has got a twist to it. Rescue effort to. Alright, here we go. Good spot. The authorities have now said there was there was uh, the autopilot wasn't employed. It wasn't a vehicle malfunction. Once again, get ready for the twist here in just a minute. Four, they all survived. I do believe they are in the hospital, designed to shut off before impact. Well, no, no. I mean. I got some details for you here. I've never, I've never seen a rescue effort like that before. That is wild. Police said a doctor drove his Tesla off a cliff with his wife and family inside. 
He has now been arrested, a man accused of intentionally driving his Tesla off a California cliff. Remained hospitalized on Thursday, according to new details emerging in the near-fatal crash. Uh, Darmesh A. Patel, 41, faces charges including attempted murder and child abuse after the California Highway Patrol reported he purposely drove the sedan off the Pacific Highway coast with his four-year-old son and seven-year-old daughter, four-year-old son, seven-year-old daughter, and 41-year-old wife inside. The family, who remained hospitalized on Thursday, troopers told USA Today, miraculously lived after the sedan spun through the air before plummeting some 250 feet below just feet from the surf on Monday. They were saved during a dramatic multi-agency rescue. Later the same day, CHP troopers arrested Patel at Stanford Hospital. His one-page arrest report shows... Troopers were dispatched late Monday morning to a call of a vehicle that had gone over a cliff on Highway 1 about 15 to 20 miles south of San Francisco. After looking through evidence of the crash, investigators developed probable cause to believe this incident was an intentional act. On Thursday afternoon, CHP spokesperson uh, Mark Andrews told USA Today all four family members remained hospitalized. The family members are expected to survive but investigators are not releasing details about the extent of their injuries. Patel is expected to remain hospitalized for at least a few more days and will be booked into the San Mateo County Jail after he's released from the hospital. CHP Marin Area uh, Office uh, Public Information Officer Andrew Barclay told USA Today investigators had not yet announced a motive in the case or disclosed what evidence led them to charge Patel. Officials have not released the names of Patel's wife and children. So Patel is a doctor in radiology at Providence Holy Cross Medical Center in Mission Hills area of Los Angeles. Medical Center would not confirm to USA Today Thursday whether Patel had been placed on leave. Prior to troopers reporting the crash was intentional, the hospital provided this statement. Providence Holy Cross Medical Center is deeply saddened to learn of a traffic accident involving one of our physicians and his family. We are extremely grateful there is uh, there were no serious injuries. We will not respond further as these, uh, this incident is under investigation. Wild. Ben uh, Laden is here. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking shit Bin Laden is hero thank you for being a freaking follower <laughs> oh hey Justin are you trolling <laughs> Good evening, my friend. So glad to see you. What a, what a screen name. My name is Justin Freegan. Uh, I usually do a news rundown, 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday through Thursday. However, because we were on the floor of the house most of the afternoon and into my usual showtime, I did, uh, I, well, that is his name. 
I did not prepare uh, material for the. Usually, I have a pretty. Uh, I run a tight ship. I did not prepare a. It's a spicy. It's a spicy name indeed. Monsieur Balls. Good evening, my friend. <laughs> so I did. I didn't prepare any kind of material for this stream. We're just kind of playing it by ear tonight. Do tune in Sunday, and we'll be back to true form. But we're we're going through some stories. I had to, I had to give an update on this Tesla story where the Tesla fell off the cliff. Holy fuck. This is old, but we could watch this. Just, just cause it's fun. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm always into a good cop video. Uh, this happened in Nashville in January of 2022. Uh, that's all the setup you get. Enjoy. He didn't put it in park first. Who are you? Oh! Base, I just been attacked. I just shots fired. Shots fired. Damn! I actually, I, I actually thought the cop got shot. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I thought the cop got attacked. Yes, it's for real. I specialize in these kinds of videos. This is that's what we watch around here. I think the dude lived. You got to wonder how. What else we got here? Yeah, he jumped out with an axe. See, I this is the problem with me not watching things before I play them. Cause I like to react, uh I like to I like to get my honest reaction. But then shit like that happens. Here's one I I might have been saving this for the freak show, but you know what? Let's fucking do it. Seems like a bad decision for me not to watch things before I play them. Well, I mean, usually cop gunshots are fatal because they ain't going to give a shit about, like, rendering aid. The state of Louisiana is pretty fucked up. Apparently this is true. I have not changed my VPN, but I'm going to try it out. Yes, yeah, Scotty, well, in the age we live in to pornographic sites has literally never been easier. It has some concern about the mental health of our kids. And you what live in sexual to. anarchy. The porn industry has been around for quite a while, and in today's digital age, business is booming. When Lori Schlegel isn't seeing her patients who struggle with sex addiction, she's at the Capitol. The Republican state representative from Metairie passed House Bill 142 earlier this year, which requires age verification for any website that contains 33.3% or more of pornographic material. Pornography is destroying our children and they're getting unlimited access to it on the internet. And so if the pornography companies aren't going to be responsible, I thought we need to hold them accountable. 
According to Schlegel, websites would verify someone's age in collaboration with LA Wallet. So if you plan to use these sites in the future, you may want to go ahead and download it. I would say so. I mean, I think it's a must have for anyone who uh, has a Louisiana state ID or driver's license. Sarah Kelly is the project manager with Invoke, a software development firm here in Baton Rouge, and says there are other ways websites could ask you to verify your age if you are unable to access LA. I mean, here's the thing. Shouldn't the onus fall on, on the parent as opposed to the website? Your kid is on the internet. It's your job to check out what they're viewing. It's not the government's business and you're, you're, you're hampering us law-abiding adults that like to schlog it to some porn. Fuck off. Wallet. She also added, although some personal information will be required, companies must not retain personal data after verification has been completed. It does, it does well, they, retain, they retain your data in other ways. I mean, it's porn sites. What part of the state you're in or any information from your device or from your actual ID. I'm pretty sure Pornhub does that anyway. Yes, this person is old enough allowed to go in. It'll be the website's responsibility to ensure age verification is required when accessing their site here in Louisiana. And also, wouldn't the more wouldn't the more prudent route be to teach your children about porn, to not have like these weird repression issues? To teach them that porn is a thing and it's healthy to use it sometimes, but you can get addicted. Like being open and honest about things always seems like the best recourse to me. I don't know. I'm just like, and it's, it's just, it, it seems to go more with the whole freedom concept. You're not imposing your, your views on others. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Low worth orbit. Good evening, my friend. Somebody else snuck in here. Who done that? Llama, I did not say hey to you tonight. <laughs> I mean, like, Pornhub always already has like a are you 18 thing. I don't think so, but apparently uh, proper sex education leads to twerking in front of kids or some shit. Consequences for those who fail to follow the law. Someone can sue um, on behalf of their child. They can they can sue if... Yeah, Tadpole, they adjourned about an hour and a half ago. It would be up to the user... To, to sue the company for um, not verifying age first. She says problems like depression, 11 votes, lack of motivation, and chronic fatigue can be directly linked to porn, and says to prevent these issues from occurring at younger ages, this law is imperative. Chronic fatigue can be related to porn. You live in sexual anarchy? I mean, I guess. I, I think I've, I've experienced the chronic fatigue more when, you know, getting laid, though. <laughs> I'm super tired, but my right arm is jacked. 
something that was something I've had in the well worker who dies after being ingested into engine 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 I said engine I said engine I felt like I said it the way a a uh, like a cowboy and an old western would say Indian. I'm out hunting for some engines. You guys want to hear from Kurt Cameron? We did we did the we did the story a few weeks ago uh how the local libraries weren't letting him do his uh promotional tour for his book. I pointed out how vain it is of him to want to go and read his book that he's selling in a library where his drag queens are going and they're they're reading other you know literary works to the children they're not trying to sell them books you know you're you're the supposed christian here make not my father's house a house of merchandise motherfucker but what do i know i'm an atheist Definitely a war being waged on childhood innocence. Why do you think that liberals, um, people who are part of these, this drag queen story hour and, and, and these kinds of performances that they're trying to gear up for kids, why are they targeting our kids in your view? Why is reading to children at a library targeting kids with anything? What does that mean? Okay, please go on, Kirk. You know, I, I think that most people just live out their worldview. I think they're probably being consistent with what they believe. And what I would like to see is for the family of faith to be more consistent with what we believe. If we really believe that children are given to us as parents, not given to the government, not given to public libraries or public schools that are run by the government, then we ought to be guarding their minds and then teaching them. First of all, I take issue with the idea that you give them to the schools or give them to the public libraries. Letting them attend a drag queen story hour is not giving them to the library. This, this is hyperbolic rhetoric that they employ. And then second, he he's literally saying it's the parents' responsibility, yet we just did the story about the woman in Louisiana pushing a bill to, and I believe it passed. I believe you literally have to verify on, on Pornhub now. I thought it was the parents' responsibility. You just said that. Them and creating the culture we want for them rather yeah. than complaining about giving them to others who create the culture yeah. we don't want for them. Yeah, there, there, there's no question about that. And the parents who take their kids to that are are more responsible than the drag queens who are putting on the Who's show. Who's got the transport? I'm totally into it. Belief in God is now, um, at, according to polls, is at an all-time low. Support trans sex workers. of Americans don't believe in God. Kirk, I have a little theory on this. I think that part of this has been put on overdrive during COVID when churches were... Somehow this cat is wet. I've got some wet-ass pussy in my, in my lap. ...from the government, closed their church doors, and in essence sent the message that um, our spiritual life and church is not important, um, is not essential. Now, it's impossible to pinpoint one reason 
for more Americans losing. This is now decoding Fox News saying this. But since they are talking about child sexual abuse, well, the Catholic Church has had a. The Catholic Church, not only that, but like uh, the Southern Baptists Convention admitted to raping hundreds of children and covering it up. Southern Apollo, thank you for the resub. Systemic problem that went back decades that included thousands of victims. And then there's the Southern Baptist Convention that also. Great minds, great minds. Scandal. And in the UK, there was a study that found child sexual abuse across all major religions. Yeah, it's pretty prevalent. This, of course, doesn't happen at every church or every congregation. And there's plenty of religious people who would never abuse children. However, it has. It has been a problem, whereas drag queens abusing children has not. Just saying. By the way, they will resume voting tomorrow at noon. The voting will continue until morale improves. The voting will continue till morale improves. I got you a cat video. I got you a hell of a cat video. I will probably join you tomorrow at noon. I make no promises, but I'm probably going to join you tomorrow at noon. Ooh, it'll be 12, 12, 13, 14 for sure. They'll do at least three. I would assume. I know who, who knows what's going to go on. Is Kevin McCarthy going to be able to secure the votes? Is this kitty going to enjoy this massager? Ah, oh, shit. They had to have a song on there. I was hoping we were going to hear the kitty. <laughs> he kind of looks like Smokey. Smokey's right here in my lap. Oh, you fucked up the microphone, Smokes. How are you going to do that? Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Sorry for the popping. It was Smokey's fault. Blame Smokey. Uh, I might try to pop in tonight for Fire by Night. It's been a while since I, I've been over on Echoplex and I missed Dave's birthday. So I need to go and apologize profusely to him. So I might be there for fire by night tonight. Should you be watching on the Twitch, we're going to head over to say hey to Christina on Cosmopolitics. I believe she's been down for a couple of days. I hope it's a Blaine episode tonight. I don't want the other dude. I get upset when it's the other dude. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Balls. I, I ate a, I, speaking of balls, I ate a bunch of 
sausage balls. And they were like heavy on my stomach. And that's, I ended up going to sleep. It was nighty night. I woke up like four o'clock to see if Dave was still on. And he must have just, he must have just uh, signed off. All right, go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll probably see you guys tomorrow at noon, but don't forget the Friday Night Freak Show tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. Night, y'all.